Okay, let's dive right into today's talk. We're in part three of a series called New Acts. And the reason why is the book of Acts is all about the disciples' life after Jesus left. They were going into a brand new season because Jesus had always been following them around. They went into a brand new season. But because they believed in God, because they leaned hard into their relationship with the Lord... Mighty miracles took place, even though Jesus wasn't standing there physically in their life. We're walking into a new decade. We're walking into a new year. All of us are walking into a new season. I want to compel you and challenge you, provoke you to do the same things that the disciples did. And so that's why we are in the book of Acts. Uh, Let me say this. Uh, as kind of a springboard into today's talk. I used to play basketball for North Shore High School. It's uh, on the east side of Houston. I remember um, not liking the Woodlands at all going to that uh, high school. I just, uh, I grew up on that side of town and I just thought the Woodlands was just a bunch of rich white people with a silver spoon in their mouth. And now look, now here I live here. (laughs) You know, it's embarrassing. But nevertheless, um, uh, I, I grew it's not embarrassing. You know what I'm trying to say. Oh, geez. I wish I <laughs> hit rewind and just erase half of that. Um, but, but anyway, uh, I remember between my sophomore and junior year, we were, I was sitting in the locker room and the coach said something that, um, I did not understand at the time. Uh, I didn't even understand it until years after I graduated. And now we were in a locker room and he's a traditional coach. And so he worded it in a way that I'm not going to word it, okay? Uh, so, but you'll be able to figure out what he, how he probably said it. I need to soften it up a little bit. Um, but he's, he looked at all of us and he said, those of you who uh, want to play college basketball, he goes, this summer is your summer to either go or get off the pot. That's the G version of what he said. It's either do it or get off the pot. And he goes, because this is your summer. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I had no clue. What I thought he was saying was, if you want to play college basketball, if you want to go to the next level, start practicing really hard, be disciplined really good this summer, because this is an important summer, you need to get good and better before next year. That's what I thought he was saying. So that summer, I mean, right hand, right hand, left hand, left hand, I've had blindfolds over my head, bouncing two basketballs. I mean, I was all in, but that wasn't even what he was talking about. What he was referring to, and at that time, when I was a sophomore, junior in high school, AAU leagues or summer basketball leagues were just coming out. They weren't really big at that time. Now it's a staple. Summer leagues, traveling leagues, baseball leagues. I mean, these summer leagues are more important in a a lot of cases than the actual school basketball team. But it was just coming out at that time. I was not aware of that. So what he was saying was, if you're serious about college basketball, you need to get involved in some of these summer leagues and get developed. That's what he was trying to say. But he said, either go or get off the pot. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not, had I known what he was saying, I would have joined an AAU league and got involved. I didn't know that's what he was trying to say until after I graduated high school. 
Hindsight, I look at it as a blessing because that could have taken me down a path that's very different than the path that I'm on. Um, And so it ended up working out. I say that to say this. I don't want to make that same mistake. I don't want to use a vernacular that you're looking at me and saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm all in. I love God. I'm all in, but I don't know what you're talking about by using these Christian these terms such as, hey, it's 2020. Now's the time to start digging in and digging our heels in and, and really grind and, and begin to intercede and press in. And you're like, yeah, what are you talking about? Are you with me? Say yes. Come on, let me hear you. If you're with me, say yes. yes. This is what I don't want to make that mistake. Because many of you are in this room and you need 2020 to be drastically different than 2019. You, you need it. And so you're here today because you want God to be involved in your life in a miraculous way. Amen. And so I, you don't want me to confuse the matter by using Christianese terms, and so you came here almost for nothing. You came here to be equipped, and you're leaving the same way you arrived. So I'm going to be as specific as possible. If you are a person that's going into this year and you're saying, I need you to do this miracle. I cannot not have you do this miracle. And the one common denominator we all have is we all need a miracle. Every one of us. Some of us, it's physical. Some of us, it's mental. Some of us, it's what Jim and I was talking about earlier. You you want a baby. It's not going to be the end of the world if you don't get one. But your life... You want that to be a part of your life. Some of you have a son or a daughter that you are incredibly concerned about and you can't do anything to make their situation better. If you could, you would have already. So you need a miracle. And so you need to know exactly in plain English what to do to compel God to move in your life. He wants to move in all of our lives. If you knew, Paul said it this way in Ephesians chapter three, verse 18, he says, I wish you had the power to understand how wide and how far and how deep and how high his love is for you. I wish you knew. I felt it before. I I saw Jesus. I was right above me, just like I'm looking at that ceiling is the way he was. The love I experienced, it was further than the end of space. It was so, I didn't want to move from that spot. I I just didn't want to move. And I was crying because I could see my family out the corner of my eye. And I kept saying, I'll trade, I'll trade, I'll trade, I'll trade. In other words, I'll trade going back to be with them. If I can just stay right here forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. If, if all we do in heaven is experience his love and that's it. 
That's all heaven. Forget the mansion, forget the streets of gold, forget flying, forget all. Just experiencing his love. I'm telling you, you never want to leave that spot. But you, you and I cannot understand it unless God reveals it to us. But just take my word for it in the meantime. It's unbelievable. He wants, with all this love that he has for you, he wants to do miraculous things in your life. Your relationship with God is not supposed to just get a reservation in heaven. It's supposed to experience power here on earth. How do you get this God who loves you to be involved? In the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 29, Jesus said this. He said, some things only come by prayer and fasting. There are some prayers you don't have to pray and fast for. If someone pulls out in front of you recklessly on Highway 45, you can just go, Jesus, help me. You don't have time for praying and fasting. But there's other miracles. There's other needs where only praying and fasting will do. We start a 21-day prayer and fast tomorrow. It's a Daniel's fast. There's certain foods that are a part of it and there's certain foods that are not. If you want to participate in it, you can go to the app. And in the app, we have what's involved in a Daniel's fast and what's not. It's 21 days and it's, it needs to be sacrificial. If you need to modify it, pray about it and modify it. It's between you and God. Just make sure it's sacrificial. On that list, it says no coffee because that's the original Daniel fast. But I've prayed about it. <laughs> and I feel a, a peace in my heart about continuing to drink coffee. That's me. That's me. You may say, no, I'm sticking to it. Every T, every I. And hey, awesome. Nobody likes a show off. Keep it to yourself. That's awesome. Just make sure it's sacrificial. And remember, fasting without praying is just a diet. So we have to call on the Lord. This room will be open. This sanctuary will be open every morning from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. If you want to pray at your house, pray at your house. But this room will be open. Our staff will be here. I'll be here to come and pray. Three things happen whenever you fast. Number one, you strengthen your spirit and you weaken your, your flesh. Your spirit gets stronger. Number two, your intimacy with the Lord grows closer. You, you're able to identify his vo voice so much more clearer. John 14 verse 26, it says, The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things. When he begins to teach you, you want to be able to identify it. Number three is it positions you for a, break, a breakthrough. If you, if you need a breakthrough in your finances, a breakthrough mentally, emotionally, you're just a nervous wreck. You can't sleep at night. You need to go on a fast and have a breakthrough. Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 needed a breakthrough. He needed a breakthrough. He needed God to show up. And an angel showed up and talked to him and he says, your prayers and your, your giving... Your prayers and your giving has built a memorial before God. 
as I said, I, I grew up on the east side of Houston. This is the outskirts of Houston before you get to Baytown. And so I had a lot of friends in Baytown. I'd go to Baytown and cross over this, this Highlands Bridge to Baytown all the time. And to the right, there's this monument, a Texas monument. It's the largest monument in the country, at least it was when I was growing up. And it's this huge white, huge white a monument. It's like this, like a, like for lack of lack of a better term, it's like an arrow from a bone arrow. It's just like you know, completely straight up. And when I think about a monument or a memorial, it, that's what I think of in my head. And the angel said that his prayers stacked on one another, one another like bricks, and built a monument before the Lord. When you pray, that's what you're doing. You're building a monument before the Lord where you're saying, God, Psalms 5.3, every morning I wake up, I'll be back at it again, laying the pieces of my life on your altar, waiting for the fire to fall. God, every morning I'm laying a brick. Every morning I'm, I'm building a monument. I can't be any clearer than this. I'm not be speaking in Christianese. If you want God to move in your life, you have to know exactly what touches his heart. You have to know exactly. There's some women in this room. I could buy you 70,000 roses and it doesn't make your heart beat one beat. But if somebody vacuums your house, if somebody does the dishes for you, I can show up with a fistful of daisies and a f another fistful of roses. You know, oh, thank you very much. Stick it in a pot and could care less. But if somebody does the laundry, and every man needs to know how is their wife wired up? Because you don't want to live your whole life bringing flowers and then find out 40 years later, oh, the dishes, ah. Oh. Are you with me? Say yes. There's things about God that compel him. He loves everything you do, but there's certain things you do that just makes him go, angels, get down there. And it's fasting and praying because you're telling your physical body, I'm done listening to you. I'm listening to my heart now. When you do this, several things happen. You receive supernatural blessings. You also receive natural blessings. Sometimes you need a supernatural gift, like in Psalms chapter 12. I'll get to that in a minute. But sometimes it's not a supernatural gift. It's a natural gift. I need a J-O-B. I need a job. I need a raise. I need a car. I don't need a car when I get to heaven, but I'm not in heaven. I need a car. In Psalms chapter one, verses two and three, it talks about natural blessings. It says, those who meditate on the law, those who love the law, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You're going to bear fruit. Good things are gonna happen. Your leaves will not wither and whatever you do, you will prosper. These are the areas that make no difference in heaven, but while you're here, you need them. That's a promise for you. Those are natural blessings. But in Psalm, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about supernatural blessings. As a child of God, you and I are supposed to see power happen when we pray. 
you're supposed to. We've got this mentality that, that's, that doesn't happen anymore. That's rubbish. We're supposed to. You and me are supposed to see power happen. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about a few gifts that he gives. Faith. I don't know if any of you ever want more faith. More wisdom. You don't need to go to college for 17,000 years. There's a supernatural wisdom. There's knowledge. Prophecy, healing, miracles. This is supposed to happen. Discernment, understanding foreign language and being able to interpret foreign language to be able to even understand what that means what does that actually mean it's the holy spirit begins to teach it so there's natural gifts there's supernatural gifts but no gifts happen if you're not before god you can try to figure this thing out on your own but if you lean in hard over the next 21 days i know that the lord will show you things that he's never shown you before and when they happen, oh man, it's exciting. It's exciting. Let me give you an example. Shelby, why don't you come on up here and share with everyone uh, an experience you had that, that changed your life. This is an example of a, of a supernatural gift. Go ahead. Um, okay. So I grew up in foster care um, a, a lot of my, like majority of my life. And then... Um, I, was, I got a lot of beatings and physical abuse, kind of all through that. And then when I was adopted, it kind of carried out, so I was 21. Well, I got married, um, and I never realized that I could never hear out of my right ear because I coached cheerleading for so long, and you're around a lot of loud music and different things like that. So everything kind of blends together. Well, I got it tested, and they said that it was 100% dead in my right ear. I would never be able to hear because... Um, the hearing aids wouldn't work. I could maybe get a cochlear implant and the waves would bounce off and it might give me some sound, but as far as hearing, it was just never gonna happen. That's fine, no big deal. Um, I kind of lived with it, it was what it was. And then I had a daughter and she's five now, but in the last year and a half, or I mean, you know, three or two, whenever they start talking, I cannot hear her. And we'll be driving in the car, and she'll talk, and I'll be like, what'd you say, what'd you say? And she'll be like, never mind. And that's heartbreaking, because I don't know what she's saying. And unless she's talking in my left ear, I, it's 100% silent. I mean, clearly, I love my husband. I want to hear what he's saying, but not as much as what my daughter's saying. <laughs> um, and so it was so frustrating, and I've prayed about it. My husband has prayed about it. And, you know, you just, you hope you can hear, but the doctors told me you're not going to be able to hear. It's never going to, it's never going to happen. Well, a few months ago, my husband went to uh, lunch or dinner with Frankie and Frankie told him about his healing and some different things. And he came home and he told me and I was like, oh, okay. It's kind of like, you think it's like a circus act a little bit. That's a horrible probably thing to say, but unless you've been there and you've experienced it, I feel like you're unconsciously hesitant. Like you want to believe it, but you're like, oh, okay, they said it's 100% dead. It's never going to happen. Um, so he was like, yeah, he said, whenever we go over, um, he wants to pray for you. So we went to go pick our daughter up from Frankie's house. And my husband was like, hey, don't forget to pray for Shelby. And so he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so he prayed, denied, didn't work, um, couldn't hear. 
And it was like that for a few more weeks. And then about a month ago, um, he was talking about healing like he does at the end of his services. And he was like, okay, I have this strong, um, you know, feeling. If you can pray for your ear. And I'm like, I am not going up there. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And he was like, um, your left ear. And I was like, oh, thank gosh, you did not say the right ear. And he was like, you know what, the right ear. And I was like, not going. I'm still not going. I'm not doing it. I'm just going to stay in the back. And he was like, you know what, Shelby, come on down. And I was like, <laughs> awesome. And I kind of like creeped up. And he was like, nope, keep on coming. And I was like, yes, great. This is awesome. Totally embarrassed, totally unsure. Um, but he prayed for me, and it worked. And it was amazing. You know, you keep praying, and you keep wondering, and I mean, like, you're determined to hear, and I never gave up, and the, I guess the loved ones in my life and stuff, they didn't give up either, and last weekend, um, in service, he was talking about healing and going up, and like, don't give up, even if it, it doesn't happen, and whatever you're asking for hasn't happened, and this, to me, was just even more of an eye-opener that God wants it to happen when he wants it to happen. It's not on your time, Frankie's time, your husband's time, your spouse's time. It's really 100% on his time, and it couldn't have been, like, more crystal clear. I mean, it's been, I've had it for about six weeks. I've had my hearing, and, like, I'll walk around like this, like a secret agent, to see if I can hear what you're saying to me. And I can hear what you're saying, and I can hear my daughter, and I can hear my husband, and I can hear everybody. Um, so... If you're just hesitant and you're unsure, just keep praying and keep doing your work because God's doing his and it will happen when it's supposed to happen. That's so good. That is so good. That is so good. That is so good. You know, I love it when they give their side of the story and then I'm hearing it and then we give, let me give my side of the story. Um, I was out to eat with her husband and he was telling me about the abuse that she received and, and that she lost her hearing through it. And uh, obviously I felt myself get angry about the fact that, you know, she lost her hearing from something that's so terrible. And so I told her, I told uh, her husband's name is uh, Charlton. I said, Charlton, I've seen God heal a lot of people. I said, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that Shelby can be healed. And so they came over, our, our girls go to school together, and somehow or another their child was at our house, and sometimes it's vice versa, but they came over and Charlton said, you want to pray for Shelby? I'm like, yes. So we pray for her, nothing happened. And if you're a prayer partner, you know how we do things, we pray again. Nothing happened. Prayed again. Nothing happened. It's starting to get awkward. Nothing happened. Prayed another. Nothing happened. And I'm like, it's just, it's not going to happen today. And um, a few weeks later, we were in church. And anytime a word of knowledge comes, it's almost a 100% chance that that person is going to get healed. Now, if I have a word of knowledge and, um, and it was me talking to me, then I have to look at the church and say, I'm sorry. That was me talking to me. That wasn't God. Sorry. Um, but if it was God, there's a, it's nearly 100. It's like, basically like God just said, hey, Shelby, today's your day. Um, and so um, when I had the word of knowledge that God was going to heal somebody um, that couldn't hear out of their ear, she came down, prayed for her, nothing happened. Prayed for her again, nothing happened. But I knew for sure. I, my faith, I knew for sure today was the day. 
So finally, all of a sudden, her eyes got big, and I'm whispering in her ear, and she can hear. And I'm like, yes, this is what's going on. This is absolutely, absolutely. For the rest of the day, she's walking around like this, and I just want to say, and I want to remind you over and over again, I can't even count how many deaf ears opened last year. I can't even count. I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea. These are the gifts that flow through his children. Not through Frankie, through his children. In John 14, verse 12, it says this. Anyone who believes in me shall do the works that I have done even greater works. Raise your hand if you are involved in anyone, if that kind of includes you. Raise your hand. If it, does that include you? Anyone. So, well, why don't I see it happening anymore? Because nobody's willing to take a risk. For people who need help in spelling, let me help you spell the word faith. R-I-S-K. Some people think it's F-A-I-T-H. No, that's not how you spell it. Now I'm I'm mixing myself up. (laughs) You have to take a risk to see what God does. How many people do you know pray one time and are like, okay, well, I guess he's not doing it. No, there's a whole different message. But these are the gifts that God wants to give all of us. Are you with me? Say yes. yes. Would you stand your feet for me, please, everyone in the room? I'd like our prayer partners, if they would, to come down. Like our prayer partners, all the prayer partners in the room. And, you know, uh, I felt compelled to do this. Um, when Gemini, where are you? Here, come on up here. And um, is, is there anyone here that um, you're in Gemini's category where you were having trouble having a baby and then the doctor said you're not going to have a baby and you had a baby would you and maybe the doctors weren't involved at all but you just couldn't get pregnant to save your life and you're getting discouraged and then you got pregnant which is Gemini's case is there anyone that fits in that category okay that you got pregnant. You did. Okay. All right. So you, if you raise your hand, today's your day to pray for people. Okay. So come down here. Let's part this like the Red Sea. Okay. Let's part this like the Red Sea. Part, 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 part. If you raise your hand, I want you to come stand right here. Okay. There you go. There you go. There you go. Right here. Anyone else? Look, she's got her baby as proof right here. <laughs> come down here. If, if you are in Gemini's category. Okay, stand right here. Scoot down. Curl around if you need to. Crystal, doctor said, no way. It is physically impossible. Like you're missing a, something significant, weren't you? <laughs> like it wasn't there. Okay, still got pregnant. All right, raise your hand if you came down here because I just asked you to. Raise your hand real high. high and keep it high. Keep it high. Now, if you're in this room and you want to get pregnant and you're married, (laughs) 
and your husband wants you to get pregnant as well. I want you to come pray with these people. Okay, I want you to, I don't want you to go pray with those people, not Mike. (laughs) I want you to come pray with these people because these people have seen that miracle happen. So their faith is like up here. All right, I would have Chris or Gemini pray for you, but they're busy. But they experienced the same thing. So they already know that God can do it. Now, if you think you're too old, I'll preach a sermon about Sarah. She was like, I was 47. you were 47. All right. So here you go. If you think you're too old, come here. She was 47 right here. Look, we'll all one, two, will all you ladies come up here so people can see what you look like because they can't see over their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Here, hold my hand. I don't want any of you slipping. We don't need to be praying for healing for something like that. All right. Take a look at their face. Come find these ladies right down here. Because every one of these ladies experienced a miracle in their life in that particular area. Their faith, they don't think that God can. They already know he does. Big difference. Big difference. Can I just tell you, if you're a guest here, I'm only talking to the guests. If you're a member, you can listen in. My heart is not to offer another church in this community. There are 72 churches. 61 of them are Christian churches, which means there are 61 good churches. The other 10 are not good churches. If you're not a Christian church, you're not a good church. I'm not interested in being the 62nd church in the community. I'm interested in this place being a place where people come, they experience a miracle, we testify about it, people's faith goes up, another miracle happens, another miracle happens. Last year, 52 Sundays, testimonies every single Sunday. If you've been healed at Celebration Church and you haven't sent in an email to tell us about it, shame on you. You need to give glory to Jesus and send in the email. I've got a stack this big of emails that have come in last year. All right, ladies, you all look beautiful. Come down here and pray for some other lady that needs a miracle in their life. If you need a miracle in any other area, any other area, then I want you to come down here and take the hand of someone and let them pray for you. You know, um, I I just need to ask, is there anyone here? I just need to find this out real quick. I don't have time for it, but let me just ask. You've been, yeah, ladies, come down right now. If um, If you need someone to pray for you about having a baby, come down here right now. Is there anyone here you're, you've, you've been, um, you're having stomach issues? I don't want to get too specific because then it, you won't come down. Just having severe stomach issues, stomach pain, stomach issues. Is there anyone here? And sometimes it comes, sometimes it goes. Is it you? All right, I need to pray for you. God's going God's to gonna heal you this morning. Is it you too? Come down here, come down here. It's just severe. God's going to heal you today. He's going to heal you today. Is it you too? No. All right. Yeah. You, come on over here. God's going to heal you. 
Some other words are coming to my mind, but we don't have time for it. But just know, whatever it is, I want you to come down here and let someone pray for you. I love you all so much. You're officially, you can leave whenever you get ready, but, but nobody, let's just sing this song one time through before anybody goes, and then it's open dismissal. All right, be blessed in the name of the Lord.